what does consciousness mean? At this hour of the day, for most of us, it means just being awake, right? But there are people who debate and discuss the deeper meaning of consciousness all the time. Take our next guest, for instance. Dr. Philip Goff is a professor of philosophy at Durham University, host of the podcast Mind Chat, and his latest book is called Why? The Purpose of the Universe. And yes, it is about consciousness. He joins us now to talk more about that. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Simi. Good to be here. Good to speak to you. Dr. Goff, how do you define consciousness? Yeah, it's a good question. It is a bit of an ambiguous word, but I think the way most scientists and philosophers use it nowadays is simply to mean so pleasure, seeing, color, hearing, sound, any kind of inner experience or inner life. And the challenge really, it really is one of the great unsolved mysteries of science. You know, despite our great progress on our scientific understanding of the brain, we still don't have really even the beginnings of an explanation of how the brain manages to produce consciousness, that inner world of colors and sounds and smells and tastes that each of us enjoys every second of waking life. So it's still a big mystery, really. So why is there such a debate about it? Well, there's a bit of a civil war going on at the moment, I'm afraid. Um, A couple of weeks ago, over 100 researchers signed a a public letter uh, declaring that one of the leading scientific theories of consciousness, something known as the integrated information theory, was pseudoscience. They branded it just just a waste of time, branded it pseudoscience. Very some other researchers in the field rejecting this letter as poorly reasoned and uh, over-the-top disproportionate. And so there's been various back and forth with uh, online skirmishes with, with no sign of this, this clear, really. So there is a bit of hot debate at the moment on the topic. Interesting. Okay, so then why does it lead us to this? Like, Is it because we can't map consciousness? Uh, we can't see the activity in the brain? Is it because we can't completely define it? Therefore, that's why there's a debate? Yeah, it's a very good question. My take on this, I'm sorry for this in a way. My take on this is we're not making progress because we're treating consciousness as a purely scientific issue. Whereas I think when it comes to consciousness, we need philosophy as well as science. So science is all about experiments, what we can learn from experiments. And that's, of course, hugely important. But when it comes to the unique case of consciousness, We've also got direct access to the phenomenon we're studying just by being conscious. I'm in pain. I'm directly aware of my pain. I can think about it. I can tell you lots of things about it. I can give you information about my experiences I couldn't get from studying my brain from the outside. So we've got an additional source of information about consciousness in addition to what we can get from experiments on the brain. So I think we need to work with both of these sources of data, what we can know from experiments about the brain, but also what we can know from the inside, as it were, just by being conscious. And that's effectively to say we need to work with both science and philosophy to make progress on this. And that's what I, in my new book, as you kindly mentioned, Why the Purpose of the Universe, I try to explain how science and philosophy can work hand in glove to finally make progress on this deep riddle. Oh, no wonder that's controversial because the, the science conundrum has always been, Dr. Goff, hasn't it, that you have to be able to see it 
to prove it. Exactly, yes. So this is the problem with consciousness. It's not a publicly observable phenomenon. I can't look in your brain and see your feelings and experiences. So if you're just going off what you know about from experiments or observations, you wouldn't believe in consciousness at all. You'd think we were just complicated, unfeeling mechanisms. We know consciousness exists in a very different way, not through looking through microscopes, just by being conscious, feeling our own pain, being aware of our own experiences. So we know about it in a different way. So we can pretend it doesn't exist and just say, no, I'm only interested in experiments. That's what people did for a lot of the 20th century, effectively. They just pretended consciousness didn't exist, hope the problem will go away. But that's not really sustainable. So I think we need to, we need to study what we know about consciousness from the inside, what we know about the brain from experiments, and try and find ways of bringing them together in a single integrated theory. And that's what, that's what I focus on in my research. You talk about philosophy working hand in glove, though, with science. When has that ever happened before? Well, you'd be surprised, actually, on consciousness. I think most scientists, uh, and, and as well as philosophers do appreciate that they have to work together. Maybe it's maybe they disagree slightly on the balance. But you're right in society more broadly. I think people don't really know what philosophy is and don't think it has any any role to play in finding out about the universe. But actually, because consciousness has been so puzzling, scientists and philosophers have turned to more radical approaches. One view I've defended called panpsychism in my work involves the idea that consciousness goes right down to the fundamental building blocks of matter with fundamental particles like electrons and quarks having incredibly rudimentary forms of experience and then the complex experience of the human or animal brain is somehow built up from these basic kinds of consciousness at the level of fundamental physics at the foundations of the universe. So these ideas that were sort of laughed at and thought of as not very serious insofar as they were thought of at all are now really coming to the fore. As scientists and philosophers see, we really need to come together and have a radical new approach. If we want to make progress on this, we've just sort of got nowhere for many decades. So Hmm. we need to try new things. Are there multiple theories of consciousness? Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, part of the, the, the recent controversy was, um, arose because the neuroscientist Christoph Koch uh, publicly conceded defeat on, on a bet he had 25 years ago with the philosopher David Chalmers. He said, in 25 years, we'll have this all wrapped up. You know, we'll have solved all the myths of consciousness. And he finally admitted after the latest round of experiments were also inconclusive he, he, gave him a, he gave the philosopher a crate of fine wine to accept that this was tricky to thought. So the state of there are many different theories, both scientific theories, philosophical theories, with very little consensus, other than really we need some radical new ideas. And part of what I've traced in my, um, in my work is that this problem is really built into how we set up science in the 16th century in the philosophical foundations of the scientific revolution that the father of modern science, Galileo, set up in the 16th century. He saw this problem many hundreds of years ago, and he said, well, look, that's too hard. If we, if, if we wanted mathematical physics, we need to put consciousness out of the way. We need to design science in a way that ignores that. Uh, and that went really well for a long time. 
The irony is, though, we now want to bring science into consciousness. We're going to need a radically new approach. And there's starting to be quite a lot of consensus on that, at least. I just want to ask you one more thing about the fact that there are other scientists out there who or you know, people who don't believe that consciousness even exists. So then what do they think that is, that inner voice that you talked about? What do they think that is? It's a very, yeah, it's a really good point. There are so many radical approaches. So I take one radical approach that kind of consciousness is everywhere, is at the foundations of the physical universe. Whereas, well, the, the philosophy professor I do my podcast mind chat with that you kindly mentioned takes the total opposite approach. He thinks it doesn't exist at all. It's fairy dust or it's not proper science. Uh, so, of course, he'll qualify that. He'll say, well, in the sense we, used, we usually think about it. But he still believes in consciousness in a more mechanistic that, you know, as are you awake and you respond and you're conscious. Consciousness in, in the sense of how you behave, how the parts inside you behave. He believes in consciousness in that sense. But if we're talking about something that goes beyond the purely mechanical, how things feel in a way that's not just about how they behave or how their parts behave. He says this is pre-scientific nonsense. So really, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're trying to model, construct in these polarized times, we're trying to model constructive disagreement, interviewing diverse voices on, on the science and philosophy of consciousness. And yeah, we've got to consider these more radical approaches and see if we can work out a way forward. Wow. Who knows okay. who will end up being right in the end. I know. I was going to say, I, I need to listen to that. Dr. Goff, thank you for your time this morning. <laughs> Thanks very much, Debbie. It's great to speak to you. Take care. That's Dr. Philip Goff. He's a professor of philosophy at Durham University. And the podcast that he's talking about there is the one that he hosts called Mind Chat. He also has a number of books. His latest one is called Why the Purpose of the Universe. But I can't even imagine having, we think about it's difficult to debate two sides of an issue these days, or especially in politics. He's got an episode of his podcast where he believes in consciousness. He thinks it's everywhere. The guest that he has on doesn't even think consciousness exists. This, that is going to be quite the debate, isn't it?